This is July 18, and every day is a holiday with Mary Stone. This is our podcast celebrating every day of everyone's life. Our message is simple, and it is that we are all of one spirit. What does that mean? The statement that we are all of one spirit challenges us to honor that which unites us. Instead of fueling the us and them mentality that will ultimately and surely lead to our demise. We are all of one spirit. Holidays, holy days, happy days. We celebrate life, love, loss, and legacy. This is our commonwealth. What counts in life is not the mere fact that we have lived. It is what difference we have made to the lives of others that will determine the significance of the life we lead. Nelson Mandela. Nelson Mandela International Day commemorates the lifetime of service Nelson Mandela gave to South Africa and to the world. It was launched on his birthday, July 18th, in 2009 via a unanimous decision by the UN General Assembly. It is in your hands to make the world a better place, he said a year earlier, calling on the younger generation to take up this task. Mandela Day calls on us all every day to make the world a better place. Each year on July 18th, we look back on what he has what has been done and forward to what will be done. Making every day a Mandela Day celebrates Madiba's life and legacy in a sustainable way that will bring about enduring change. The South African activist and former president helped bring an end to apartheid and has been a global advocate for human rights. A member of the African National Congress Party, beginning in the 1940s, he was a leader of both peaceful protests and armed resistance against the whites' minorities' oppressive regime in a racially divided South America. His actions landed him in prison for nearly three decades and made him the face of the anti-apartheid movement both within his country and internationally. Released in 1990, he participated in the eradication of apartheid and in 1994 became the first black president of South Africa, forming a multi-ethnic government to oversee the country's transition. After retiring from politics in 1999, he remained a devoted champion for peace and social justice in his own nation and around the world until his death in 2013 at the age of 95. But who was this man? Nelson Mandela was born July 18, 1918, into a royal family of the Exosa-speaking Fembu tribe in the South African village of Mezo, where his father served as chief. His mother was the third of his father's four wives, who together bore him nine daughters and four sons. After the death of his father in 1927, nine-year-old Mandela, then known by his birth name, Rohilala, was adopted by a high-ranking Fembu regent who began grooming his young ward for a role within the tribal leadership. 
the first in his family to receive a formal education, Mandela completed his primary studies at a local missionary school. There, a teacher dumped him Nelson as part of a common practice of giving African students English names. He went on to attend Clarkberry Boarding Institute and Heldtown, a Methodist secondary school, where he excelled in boxing and track, as well as academics. In 1939, Mandela entered the elite university of Fort Hare, the only Western-style higher learning institute for South African blacks at the time. The following year, he and several other students, including his friend and future business partner, Oliver Tambo, were sent home for participating in a boycott against university policies. After learning that his guardian had arranged a marriage for him, Mandela fled to Johannesburg and worked first as a night watchman and then as a law clerk while completing his bachelor's degree by correspondence. He studied law at the University of Witwatersrand, where he became involved in the movement against racial discrimination and forged key relationships with black and white activists. In 1944, Mandela joined the African National Congress, ANC, and worked with fellow party members, including Oliver Tambo, to establish its youth league, the ANCYL. That same year, he met and married his first wife, Evelyn Mays, with whom he had four children before their divorce in 1957. Nelson Mandela's commitment to politics and to the ANC grew stronger after the 1948 election victory of the Afrikaner-dominated National Party, which introduced the formal system of racial classification and segregation, apartheid, that restricted non-whites' basic rights and barred them from government while maintaining white minority rule. The following year, the ANC adopted the ANCYL's plan to achieve full citizenship for all South Africans through boycotts, strikes, civil disobedience, and other nonviolent methods. Mandela helped lead the ANC's 1952 campaign for the defense, defiance of unjust laws traveling across the country to organize protests against discriminatory policies and promoted the manifesto known as the Freedom Charter, ratified by the Congress of the People in 1955. Also in 1952, Mandela and Tambo opened South Africa's first black law firm, which offered free or low-cost legal counsel to those affected by apartheid legislation. On December 5, 1956, Mandela and 155 other activists were arrested and went on trial for treason. All of the defendants were acquitted in 1961, but in the meantime, tensions with the ANC escalated, with the militant faction splitting off in 1959 to form the Pan-Africanist Congress, PAC. The next year, police opened fire on peaceful black protesters in the township of Sharpville, killing 69 people. As panic, anger, and riots swept the country in the massacre's aftermath, the apartheid government banned both 
the ANC, and the PAC. Forced to go underground in more disguises to evade detection, Mandela decided that the time had come for a more radical approach rather than passive resistance. In 1961, Nelson Mandela co-founded and became the first leader of Umkoto We Sizeway, Spear of the Nation, also known as MK, a new armed wing of the ANC. Several years later, during the trial that would put him behind bars for nearly three decades, he described the reasoning for this radical departure from his party's original tenets. It would be wrong and unrealistic for African leaders to continue preaching peace and nonviolence at a time when the government met our peaceful demands with force. It was only when all else had failed, when all channels of peaceful protest had been barred to us, that the decision was made to embark on violent forms of political struggle. Under Mandela's leadership, MK launched a sabotage campaign against the government, which had recently declared South Africa a republic and withdrawn from the British Commonwealth. In January 1962, Mandela traveled abroad illegally to attend a conference of African nationalist leaders in Ethiopia, visit the exiled Oliver Tambo in London, and undergo guerrilla training in Algeria. On August 5, shortly after his return, he was arrested and subsequently sentenced to five years in prison for leaving the country and inciting a 1961 workers' strike. The following July, police raided an ANC hideout in Rivonia, a suburb on the outskirts of Johannesburg, and arrested a racially diverse group of MK leaders who had gathered to debate the merits of a guerrilla insurgency. Evidence was found implicating Mandela and other activists who were brought to stand trial for sabotage treason, and violent conspiracy alongside their associates. Mandela and seven other defendants narrowly escaped the gallows and were instead sentenced to life imprisonment during the so-called Ravonia trial, which lasted eight months and attracted substantial international attention. In a stirring opening statement that sealed his iconic status around the world, Mandela admitted to some of the charges against him while defending the ANC's actions and denouncing the injustices of apartheid. He ended with the following words, I have cherished the ideal of a democratic and free society in which all persons live together in harmony and with equal opportunities. It is an ideal which I hope to live for and to achieve, but if needs be, it is an ideal for which I am prepared to die. Nelson Mandela spent the first 18 of his 27 years in jail at the brutal Robben Island prison, a former leper colony off the coast of Cape Town, where he was confined to a small cell without a bed or plumbing and compelled to do hard labor in a lime quarry. As a black political prisoner, he received scantier rations, and fewer privileges than other inmates. He was only allowed to see his wife, now Winnie, who he had married in 1958, 
and was the mother of his two young daughters once every six months. Mandela and his fellow prisoners were routinely subjected to inhumane punishments for the slightest of offenses. Among other atrocities, there were reports of guards burying inmates in the ground up to the necks and urinating on them. These restrictions and conditions notwithstanding, while in confinement, Mandela earned a Bachelor of Law degree from the University of London and served as a mentor to his fellow prisoners, encouraging them to seek better treatment through nonviolent resistance. He also smuggled out political statements and a draft of his autobiography, Long Walk to Freedom, published five years after his release. Despite his forced retreat from the spotlight, Mandela remained the symbolic leader of the anti-apartheid movement. In 1980, Oliver Tambo introduced a free Nelson Mandela campaign that made the jail leader a household name and fueled the growing international outcry against South Africa's racist regime. As pressure mounted, the government offered Mandela his freedom in exchange for various political compromises, including the renouncement of violence and recognition of the independent Transky Bantusan, but he categorically rejected these deals. In 1982, Mandela was moved to Polesmoor Prison on the mainland, and in 1988, he was placed under house arrest on the grounds of a minimum security correctional facility. The following year, newly elected President F.W. de Klerk lifted the ban on the ANC and called for a non-racist South Africa, breaking with the conservatives in his own party. On February 11, 1990, he ordered Mandela's release. After attaining his freedom, Nelson Mandela led the ANC in its negotiations with the governing National Party and various other South African political organizations for an end to apartheid and the establishment of a multiracial government. Though fraught with tension and conducted against the backdrop of political instability, the talks earned Mandela and de Klerk the Nobel Peace Prize in December 1993. On April 26, 1994, more than 22 million South Africans turned out to cast ballots in the country's first multiracial parliamentary elections in history. An overwhelming majority chose the ANC to lead the country, and on May 10, Mandela was sworn in as the first black president of South Africa, with de Klerk serving as his first deputy. As president, Mandela established the Truth and Reconciliation Commission to investigate human rights and political violations committed by both supporters and opponents of apartheid between 1960 and 1994. He also introduced numerous social and economic programs designed to improve the living standards of South Africa's black population. In 1996, Mandela presided over the enactment of a new South African constitution, which established a strong central government based on majority rule and prohibited discrimination against minorities, including whites. 
improving race relations, discouraging blacks from retaliating against the white minority, and building a new international image of a united South Africa were central to President Mandela's agenda. To these ends, he formed a multiracial government of national unity and proclaimed the country a rainbow nation at peace with itself and the world. In a gesture seen as a major step towards reconciliation, he encouraged blacks and whites alike to rally around the predominantly Afrikaner national rugby team when South Africa hosted the 1995 Rugby World Cup. On his 80th birthday in 1998, Mandela wed the politician and humanitarian Grassa Machel, widow of the former president of Mozambique. His marriage to Winnie ended in divorce in 1992. The following year, he retired from politics at the end of his first term as president and was succeeded by his deputy, Thabo Mekebi of the ANC. After leaving office, Nelson Mandela remained a devoted champion for peace and social justice in his own country and around the world. He established a number of organizations, including the influential Nelson Mandela Foundation and the Elders, an independent group of public figures committed to addressing global problems and easing human suffering. In 2002, Mandela became a vocal advocate of AIDS awareness and treatment programs in a culture where the epidemic had been cloaked in stigma and ignorance. The disease later claimed the life of one of his sons and is believed to affect more people in South Africa than in any other country. Treated for prostate cancer in 2001 and weakened by other health issues, Mandela grew increasingly frail in his later years and scaled back his schedule of public appearances. In 2009, the United Nations declared July 18th Nelson Mandela International Day in recognition of the South African leader's contributions to democracy, freedom, peace, and human rights around the world. Nelson Mandela died on December 5, 2013 from a recurring lung infection. Mandela Day is a global call to action that celebrates the idea that each individual has the power to transform the world, the ability to make an impact. The Mandela Day campaign message is, Nelson Mandela has fought for social justice for 67 years. We are asking you to start with 67 minutes. We would be honored if such a day can serve to bring people together around the world to fight poverty and promote peace, reconciliation, and cultural diversity, according to a statement issued on Mandela's behalf. There is always a holiday somewhere on this planet. Find a reason for joy and share it, and see if you can take 67 minutes today to make the world around you a better place. Thank you for sharing your time with us. I'm Mary Stone, the Irreverent Interfaith Reverend, with my writing partner, the Holy Mess, and Holy Nice, Brian O'Malley.